Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. I know a lot of you are bleary-eyed because many of you stayed up like I did to watch the Titans and the Broncos. My Titans found a way to win. It was an ugly, ugly game. We'll talk about that one. Ben Roethlisberger comes back in the other Monday night contest. What did we learn about him? How good were Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler? We discussed that as well. Plus, Jason Whitlock joins us for a long discussion about everything going on in the world of sports. Those are always fantastic discussions. And we will also be breaking down everything with Petros Papadakis, as we always do on Tuesdays on this program. Lots of good stuff coming your way. Appreciate all of you. Go give us five stars. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We've also got a new wins and losses podcast that'll be up later today that I think you guys will enjoy as well. It's Tuesday. Rejoice. And the podcast begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. A bleary-eyed Outkick Studios, which many of you also are uh, now experiencing, at least if you stayed up for... The doubleheader last night of Monday Night Football, which did not end until around 1.30 a.m. Eastern. So there are probably a lot of bleary eyes across the country. Uh, we are here. Uh, we want you to know Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit Geico.com to learn more. Double Monday night games. We're going to get into what did Ben Roethlisberger look like because I think that's the biggest story by far coming out of the Steelers and the Giants game. But that game didn't have a lot of drama. 
the ugly battle between the Denver Broncos and the Tennessee Titans had a lot of drama, even though it was a little bit like a mud wrestling event. And I'm still kind of fixated on the end of the game situation. And in particular, the way that Vic Fangio uh, basically managed that late game situation makes no sense at all to me. You're playing at altitude, right? You have a great kicker in McManus who has made a 57-yard field goal in your stadium before. And you don't use your timeouts as the Titans attempt to bleed out the clock and you finish the game with two timeouts remaining. It doesn't make any sense at all. And this is just a failure of game management strategy of an epic magnitude. Now look, the fact that the Broncos even had a chance to win this game is a testament to Steven Goskowski having one of the worst kicking games in NFL history, and that is not an exaggeration. I got a couple of stats for you that were coming across last night. This was the first time in Steven Goskowski's career that he had missed three field goals in the same game. The Titans have made only, now I guess it's nine of their last 22 field goals, which is unheard of. Last year, the Titans only made 44.4% of their field goal attempts. That was by far the worst in the NFL. That's also the worst in the NFL by a substantial margin in the 21st century. In fact, it's the only time in the 21st century that a team has made less than 60% of its field goal attempts. So it's not just that Goskowski was awful last night. It is he was the choice to cure all that ailed the Titans' field goal kicking issues. Steven Goskowski had six seasons where he missed three or fewer field goals, and he also, of course, missed an extra point last night. I mean, this was just failure of an epic magnitude. I don't know. Maybe he decides after this game, I don't have it anymore, and he decides to retire. And he goes back to, uh, to, to to just living his life. He's been a, has a very successful career as an NFL place kicker. Maybe he decides to continue. Maybe he's not 100% healthy. I don't know for sure. But what I do know for sure is down the stretch of this game, there was absolutely no logic being uh, utilized at all by the Denver Broncos. And I feel like, again... Even though Goskowski missed three field goals and an extra point, leaving 10 points on the field, the Broncos still, if they had just used their timeouts, had an opportunity there to put the Titans in a tough spot because they would have forced the Titans to maybe be more aggressive in their play calling. Also, they would have had over a minute left there at the end of the game, which is plenty of time to get into field goal range. It's one of, and by the way, the announce team and their inability to actually point out what was going on there and the fact that it was not in any way a rational decision that was being made by Vic Fangio, even if you go back and you watch, it was as if Mike Vrabel was sitting there confused as to what actually was going on in disbelief that Fangio was letting him continue to run Derrick Henry and not actually calling any of his timeouts. It didn't make any sense at all on a logical basis unless you just decide that Fangio had reached the decision that he didn't care about the time on the clock because he thought Goskowski was so rattled mentally 
that there was no way he would make the field goal. I I don't know exactly what he was thinking. It's not a smart decision-making by him. And if I'm a Broncos fan, waking up bleary-eyed early this morning in the Mountain Time Zone or anywhere across the country for that matter – I'm thinking to myself, why? how did we lose this game without giving our offense a chance to come back down the field and put the kicker in a position to make a, uh, make a kick? I mean, the situation was they got to run two plays, I believe it was two plays, with basically 17 seconds left, and they got nothing out of it. Maybe it was three plays with 17 seconds left, I guess. But they got nowhere near actually being in position to attempt a field goal. And so it was just a fundamental failure of coaching. And the Titans won. I guess you can always say a win is a win is a win. But there wasn't a lot of reason for optimism, I don't think, if you're a Titans fan either, because there was a lot of incompetence there, a lot of early penalties, a lot of missed field goals. uh, And you got the one goal line stand where Jeffrey Simmons kind of blew up what was an awful play call, I thought. Uh, you're running your quarterback to the right from the one-yard line and you tried to do a shovel pass back in the opposite direction from the goal line. I just It was a really questionable, I thought, play call from Denver there. Uh, but that completed all of the NFL games of the opening weekend. Now, I want to circle back around a little bit and talk about what we saw in the earlier game as well with the Denver Broncos, sorry, not the Denver Broncos, with the Pittsburgh Steelers returning Ben Roethlisberger and what we thought about his performance because I think that's probably the most significant aspect of that game overall. And I thought Roethlisberger was just okay. I know he had three touchdown passes, but he didn't look like he had the same explosiveness in his arm. And maybe it's not going to matter because maybe the Steeler defense is just so good and Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be back to being a big-time playmaker and you're finally going to get James Washington as a distance guy down the field. Maybe it's not going to matter that Ben Roethlisberger doesn't seem like he's got an explosive arm anymore. But I just I didn't see the same pop in his, uh, in his throwing ability. Now, Daniel Jones made a couple of really awful throws Otherwise, I think you would have left that game as a Giants fan feeling like, hey, he's shown some decent growth. You had Saquon Barkley not really be able to do anything in the rushing game, and that's just because of this great Pittsburgh Steeler defense. So it may be that after having a few years where Ben Roethlisberger had to come out and win games by himself effectively – it may now be that Roethlisberger really just has to be more of a game manager, doesn't need to force the ball, uh, and Mike Tomlin can tell him, hey, if you get us 24 points, we're going to have a really good chance to win almost all the games, especially if we don't have any bad turnovers. And look, that's kind of what Ben Roethlisberger did. He got you three touchdown passes. He put 20, whatever it was, 26 on the board, and that defense really tightened up after getting down 10-3 early in the game. So those were the two Monday night football games uh, in totality there, breaking down everything that we saw. To complete the 32-game NFL season in general, uh, 32 NFL teams in week one, and I, I just, I mean, it was great to see the NFL back. Right, It was fabulous to see all 16 games, all 32 teams being able uh, to be out on the field. It seems like there have not been any major issues with the coronavirus uh, at least occurring from the games. We'll find out over the next couple of days. 
but based on the fact that there were 5,000 negative tests last week, it would seem highly unlikely that anything is going to uh, occur that would be a, a super negative in that respect. But, man, I, I don't know. You know, the week one in the NFL has an outsize sort of standing in the way that you think about your team because there's so much that gets put into week one. After this, you got seven days in between games, six days to get ready. And so a lot of different things happen over the course of the NFL season. But I feel like we learn a lot about the teams in week one, about their ceilings, about their floors, and everything else associated with that. And that week one momentum seems to carry a lot of juice with it. So what did we learn and what do we think we know after week one in the NFL? I'm going to start to kind of put some, uh, put, make some sense of this. Also going to continue to unpack what we just saw happen uh, in this game uh, between the Titans and the Broncos and certainly what we saw with the Steelers finding a way to get a win against the Giants. I'm going to run through sort of the larger universe of the NFL and try to tell you a bunch of different thoughts that I have as we move forward. Also want to give you a roadmap of where we're headed on the show. Lots of good stuff coming your way. We're going to talk with Jason Whitlock. He's going to be up early with us as well, joining us for the final uh, segment of the show uh, in hour one. Then he's going to be with us for much of hour two. Petros Papadakis, as he always does, will join us in hour three a.m. 570 LA Sports. So we have a lot coming in your direction. But as we're going to break here, I want to tell you, make sure you go sign up for the OutKick VIP. Make a smart financial decision. Get hooked up with a great gig. I'll go sign a book for you. You'll be able to comment on all of our articles. You'll be able to go to the VIP message board. It is a really great value. By the time Jason Whitlock joins us at the end of the hour, you're going to be like, you know what? I know exactly what I need to do to support OutKick the best way that I can. I'm going to go sign up for the OutKick VIP at OutKick.com. Going to be tens of thousands of you are signing up. It's amazing how much growth we've seen from the OutKick VIP, and we want you to be a part of our team. We're going to be eventually having events as uh, places start to open back up all over the country. We want you to be a part of the OutKick universe. We want you to be an OutKick VIP. Go check it out at OutKick.com. When we come back... How dumb was the decision down the stretch of Vic Fangio and what in the world could he possibly have been thinking? We will discuss Titans 1-0, Steelers 1-0, 16 NFL teams 1-0. Who do we feel like distinguished themselves the most in week one of the NFL? All that still to come. This is Outkick the Coverage. Appreciate you hanging out with us on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be
Monday night football reaction as we roll into Tuesday. All of the NFL teams now have got week one in uh, in the books, and we are hanging out here in the Geico Outkick Studios. As we start to look at the larger NFL picture and what we learned from the games, I have to say this. How good were Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler together calling that Steelers game against the Giants? They had never called an NFL game together, and they were better than 95% of the groups that call NFL games already. I mean, I just thought they were flat-out extraordinary. And I love them in college football. Herb Street obviously is great on college game day. Chris Fowler went straight from calling the U.S. Open, so it's not like these guys have had a ton of practice to get ready for NFL games. And they were so smooth, it was like they didn't even miss a beat. They could have just as easily been calling a college football national title game, a college football playoff game, or a regular season college football game. Instead, they were calling an NFL game. And I watched it and I thought to myself, man, if you compare, like if you were just being announcer draft, if you compare the new Monday Night Football booth of Lewis Riddick, Brian Greasy, And Steve Levy, I think, was that the third guy that was in that booth? I think that's who it was. With Herbstreet and Fowler, there was absolutely no comparison. The Monday Night Football booth would be in far better position if they had Herbstreet and they had Fowler calling every Monday Night Football game all year long. Because they've had a real difficulty trying to figure out what the booth is going to look like ever since they lost John Gruden. But to me, if you were doing announcing team fantasy drafts, I think Jim Nance and Tony Romo and Joe Buck and Troy uh, Aikman have to still be your top picks. And I know Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are good as well. Maybe you take all three of those guys out of the equation because they're a lot more established. But I think the next best announce team is probably Herbstreet and Fowler for the NFL, and they've only called one game. You know when someone's really good at something. Even if you aren't great at it yourself. You can watch LeBron James play basketball compared to everybody else and be like, okay, this guy's pretty good. You can watch Aaron Rodgers throw the football and Russell Wilson throw the football and be like, hey, those guys can make throws that nobody else can make. Patrick Mahomes, maybe as well. There aren't very many guys out there who can call and announce game as well as those guys did. I mean, they were flat out incredible. And again, if you're just starting off your morning with us, NFL, all 32 teams complete. And I thought maybe other than Matt Rule making the decision to hand off to his his fullback when he's got Christian McCaffrey in his backfield on fourth down, I thought Vic Fangio's decisions not to use his timeouts were maybe the most inexplicable decision-making out there that we saw in week one from any coach. And tomorrow, we'll bring in the crew and we'll all go through and give you our top five, bottom five. It's always a lot of fun and we enjoy doing it when the NFL weeks are complete. But I thought maybe we could spend a little bit of time here talking about the larger context of what we learned since Thursday. And to me, pretty straightforwardly, the Chiefs should be, I believe, a pretty substantial favorite to repeat in the NFL. I thought if you go all the way back to Thursday, the best team in the NFL is still likely to be the Kansas City Chiefs in my mind. 
And then as you go through and start to contemplate the other teams that you saw, the Seahawks were pretty fantastic. The Seahawks did not give in any way the Falcons ever a real chance to win. It feels like they're going to be leaning on Russell Wilson in a way that they haven't in the past. And that seems like finally the right decision for Pete Carroll to acknowledge how much talent Russell Wilson has. And instead of trying to lean on his run game and rely on Russell Wilson to bail him out late, that seems like a really good decision. Uh, Some teams you're just like, they're still going to be bad. The Jets are bad. I'm not sure about the Bills. We'll see what happens in the AFC East. But the Bills felt like the same kind of team that they already were. The Bears got a win over the Lions, but my God, the Lions and DeAndre Swift choking away that game. I felt like the Lions were going to come out and establish that with Matthew Stafford back, they were a lot better. Instead, the Mitch Trubisky era is ongoing. I'm not sure when it ever ends. Aaron Rodgers, I told you earlier, this now becomes one of the most interesting week two matchups, I think. If you look at the Vikings and what their expectations were coming into the season, I believe I'm correct that the Vikings are now going to have to play against the Colts, and one of those teams is going to be 0-2, and neither one of them is going to be very happy in what is likely to be very competitive divisions. The Viking defense just didn't show up, which is really saying something. You don't ever anticipate them to get run on and dominated like they did, even by Aaron Rodgers. And so the Packers looked like maybe Aaron Rodgers has got a little bit of revenge that he's after. Maybe there's some sort of... uh, real mojo that he's trying to establish that he loves being doubted remember he said he poured himself four fingers of tequila feels like he had a lot more motivation maybe than in the past to show that he still has a lot left cam and the patriots just when you want to write off bill belichick what does he do he finds a way to get the most out of uh, another player in cam newton now i'm not sure if cam can carry the ball 15 times for 75 yards and a couple of touchdowns like he already did. But I do think that's going to be an intriguing story to follow throughout the entirety of this season. I think in the larger universe, the Eagles and the Washington Washington football team are both bad. But the Eagles may not be able to block at all for Carson Wentz. I'm nervous about what the Rams could be able to do to that offensive line based on what we saw the Redskins or the Washington football team. I'm going to call them the Redskins a lot this season. Raiders, Danny G's Raiders found a way to get a win over the Panthers. Think partly to that decision I was talking about with Matt Rule to run the fullback instead of using Christian McCaffrey on fourth down. I thought the Colts may be the most disappointing overall performance of anybody in uh, in the NFL in week one. They lost as the biggest favorite against the Jags. The Jags, we thought, were tanking for Trevor Lawrence, but now... Minshew mania continues. We got a, a, another part of Minshew mania rolling in and uh, and they go on the road against the Titans and whoever wins that game, the Jags or the Titans is going to be in first place all by themselves in the AFC South because the other two teams in the AFC South have lost. So that is now suddenly a big game for both teams. If the Jags could find a way to steal another game in division, they would be 2-0 and and they would be in first place and nobody on the planet would have been anticipating that was going to happen. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson look every bit as good as they did last year. They didn't miss a beat. The Browns, the entire coaching staff gets flipped over and maybe you have to start to ask the question, are the Browns just fundamentally overrated here? They have a must-win game now coming up on Thursday in just two days that I'm actually 
intrigued to watch uh, and kind of excited to see because what are we going to get out of uh, Joe Burrow this year, the battle for Ohio? Joe Burrow looked pretty good down the stretch in that final two minutes. Is that going to continue? I think that's going to be a storyline worth following. And and again, the Browns pretty much have to win that game. Uh, the Bucks, you know, when you really look at what we saw from Tampa Bay, I think maybe you and me and all of our expectations were a lot higher than they deserve to be based on the number of reps that Tom Brady has gotten with this team already. But I do think it's intriguing that Bruce Arians has already called out Tom Brady and effectively said the Brady he saw on the field against the Saints was not the Brady he saw in practice and that he thought Brady made bad decisions on both of his interceptions and that the pick six should have been a throw to another direction. I mean, Brady's 43. He's seen everything before. You usually didn't ever see Bill Belichick come out and criticize him publicly like that. Is that going to provide a lot of impetus for Tom Brady to play a lot better? Or is it a brave new world down in Tampa Bay? What exactly is going to come out of there? Drew Brees, after all the tumult in the offseason and all of the the reaction to his discussion about kneeling for the national anthem, the Saints came out, looked like a pretty well-oiled machine with Alvin Kamara and, and Michael Thomas and everybody else. I have to be and think that it was very impressive the way that they performed. The Cardinals, in what I think is the toughest division in all of football, the Arizona Cardinals go on the road and win against the 49ers coming out of the Super Bowl. The Niners just looked okay. Jimmy Garoppolo continues to look, to me, like an average quarterback in this league, and I'm not sure. I mean, look, I think you could make the argument pretty clearly that Jimmy Garoppolo's the worst quarterback in the NFC West. If you were drafting a quarterback this year, Kyler Murray seems to me like he could be on the upswing in a real hurry. We know already that Russell Wilson's a Super Bowl caliber winning quarterback. That Jared Goff, when you give him time, can be a really, really good quarterback as well. Had a chance to win a Super Bowl himself. And Kyler Murray, I think, is going to continue and make a lot of big steps in season two. And so as you look in that division, I think there's a decent argument that Jimmy Garoppolo is the worst quarterback in that entire division. Then we get into the Cowboys-Rams game. We're just talking about Jared Goff, but what about the Cowboys? They're now 1-7 in their last eight one-possession games. They didn't find a way to get a win, and you can point to the Jalen Ramsey-drawn offensive pass interference call and say it was the wrong one, but ultimately, to me, I didn't feel like it was the ultimate deciding factor that it should have been. The Cowboys didn't make plays throughout that entire game, and so it's hard to feel that bad about them. And then you get into Monday Night Football. And uh, we saw that Ben Roethlisberger, three touchdown passes again. It seemed to me like he wasn't the same Ben Roethlisberger that we had gotten used to in terms of being able to fully uncork his arm. It felt like he was kind of not throwing the fastball tonight. And maybe that's something where he's going to just have to gradually ease into it as he plays more and more games. But I think with that Steeler defense, you have to be pretty pleased with what you saw from them and their ability to shut down somebody who's as explosive as Saquon Barkley. And then again, the game that ended well after midnight, after 1 a.m. on the East Coast, what in the world was Vic Fangio thinking? He got a gift to even be in that game with the Titans missing three field goals and an extra point. And he didn't use his timeouts and give his team an opportunity to come back down the field and win. At mile-high altitude, 
You know your guy, McManus, can bomb through a 57 or 60-yard field goal. You went into the locker room after the game with two timeouts that you didn't use. This is why I've been arguing for a long time that everybody out there needs a kid who's just skilled at running Madden to be their game manager and advisor because I was watching this game late at night with my kids. My 12-year-old and my 9-year-old are both sitting there beside me watching this game. We let them stay up. God knows how rough it's going to be for them in school today. But we asked, like we're sitting there and we're saying, what in the world is actually going on here that they're not taking timeouts? And I said, well, just keep running Derrick Henry. You can take a timeout, run it all the way down. The Titans went and tried to throw to A.J. Brown in the end zone there for a touchdown pass that they thought would avoid them having to kick a a field goal. I think maybe the play there was still to run if you were not trying to be super aggressive. It looked like the throw was basically there. But if you get the first down with Derrick Henry, then they have to use all of their time and you don't even have to worry about kicking off. You can just kick the field goal on the final play of the game or continue to run it and hope that you're going to get a touchdown with Derrick Henry. Either way, it was an aggressive play call by Mike Vrabel, but it's hard to criticize anything Mike Vrabel did if you're looking and comparing him with Vic Fangio down the stretch. It was just inexplicable. I don't understand it at all. Uh, All right, as we uh, continue our analysis of everything that happened in week one of the NFL, we're about to be joined by Jason Whitlock here in the next segment. Whitlock is going to join us on Tuesdays all season long during football. We'll break down everything that happened in the entirety of the NFL and uh, usually he's been joining us on Monday, but there's so many storylines on Monday. He'll be joining us on Tuesday. So he's about to be with us next. And then we're going to have Petros Papadakis with us in the final hour. Much more discussion coming on the NFL. I'll give you an update on the latest so far as I understand it as well about the Big Ten and much more. I appreciate all of you. Thank you for spending your Tuesday with us. You know, it's tough out there when you're staying up this late and trying to figure out what in the world the day is out there. Thanks for spending your Tuesday with us. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We are rolling through the program, finishing off the first hour. Jason Whitlock, all of the NFL officially in the books now. And we talked a lot about this yesterday. I think we're going to be talking about it all week. But where I want to lead with you here is what happened with Tom Brady (laughs) and how nervous do you think Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans should be based on the performance that we saw from Brady and the Bucks on the road against the Saints in week one? Look, as I said yesterday in the return of my NFL Truths column, uh, Tom Brady is currently in hospice in Tampa. And I've said that old quarterbacks, like most old people, they best die at home surrounded by friends, loved ones, family members, and longtime fans. And so 
moving Tom Brady from his home in Upper New England, uh, Boston, down to hospice in Florida is going to be football a disaster. Yeah, a yes. football hospice. It is going to be a disaster because those Tampa Bay fans won't be satisfied. They have their eyes set on a Super Bowl, and they think, oh, we're getting Tom Brady. No, you're getting 43-year-old Tom Brady who retired in New England and has moved down to Florida for a, a retirement and and I just don't think Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich are going to be able to care for Tom Brady the way that Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels cared for him. And Tom Brady was was awful on Sunday. And that's not people think I hate Tom Brady. I have immense respect for Tom Brady, one of my favorite football players. Uh, but the guy's old and washed up, and that's how he looked on Sunday. He's blaming Mike Evans or the, Troy Aikman blamed Mike Evans for one of the early interceptions. No, that was a bad read by Tom Brady. And then the pick six was right out of the Jameis Winston playbook. Tom Brady cost the Buccaneers that game. He looked just like Jameis Winston on Sunday. Were you surprised that Bruce Arians didn't tiptoe up to the criticism of Tom Brady? Because I actually thought this was interesting. I don't even know if you saw these quotes. Uh, I'm reading from OutKick, which is obviously the website that all of you should be reading from every single day. And uh, we pulled the quotes uh, out. Bruce Arians uh, said, and I quote, um, both interceptions were on Brady said there was nobody else to explain it away, said the Brady pick six in particular. He threw the outlet pass instead of a screen. It was a bad decision. Uh, he looked like, here's Bucks coach Tom Brady continuing. He looked like Tom Brady in practice all the time. So it's kind of unusual to see that in a ball game because they didn't do things that we didn't get ready for. Everything they did, we thought they were ready for. That's pretty strong. I mean... <laughs> Uh, you know, for Bruce Arians to come out and go after uh, Brady. Now, maybe Brady is going to respond well to the tough love approach, uh, but he said he looked like Tom Brady in practice and obviously didn't think he looked like Tom Brady in the game. Uh, that, I thought, was pretty intriguing. Uh, as I stated, when you go to hospice, they don't take care of you the way your family would take care of you. Bruce Arians hasn't won anything with Tom Brady. And I think he, obviously he wants this to work. He's enthusiastic about it, but uh, he may be shocked at like, oh my God, he's deteriorated more than I thought. And and at the end of the day, who's going to take the blame? Who's going to get criticized? Because the media, as again, the, the Mike Evans interceptions early in the game uh, that that Brady looked like, and Troy Aikman certainly defined it as Mike Evans made the wrong read. He quit on the route. People threw Mike Evans under the bus. Mike Evans actually made the right read. He was bracketed over the top by a safety. He wasn't running in there. He didn't want to force Tom Brady to throw him the ball into trouble, so he quit on the route. Uh, <laughs> so that's fascinating that Bruce Arians is, is handling it that way, but it's not really surprising because if this doesn't work, a lot of people are going to take blame. Byron Leftwich, Bruce Arians, 
you know, and and as I got over my somebody tweeted at me, I mean, you can't expect Tom Brady to carry a team with three excellent wide receivers, two great <laughs> tight ends, and a running back. He needs real support. <laughs> uh speaking of Brady, I mean, that was obviously one of the big stories. What did you think about Cam in New England? Because I came on and I, I said straight up, I mean, look, I don't know if Cam can carry the ball 15 times a game like he did in the win over the Dolphins on Sunday. But it feels like Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels have a heck of a uh, uh, a new weapon, you know, sort of to work with here. And I'm not sure where it's going to go. I'm not sure that the Patriots, with all the guys that they had elect not to uh, to play, are very good. But I'm not sure how many good teams there are in the AFC East in general. What letter grade would you give Cam's debut with the Patriots? Uh, a minus to a B plus, somewhere in that range. The only the only knock I would have is I'm concerned whether it's sustainable yeah. and whether or not for the same reason I am because of the running the ball 15 yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, are they just putting a saddle on Cam and just going to ride him until the wheels fall off? And look, we didn't draft him. We got him for cheap. Uh, he's probably not going to be here long term. Let's just milk this cow for as much milk as we can uh, while we've got him. And will he survive it? Now, trust me, Cam Newton, I think, is is happy. He's playing the way that the only way he's really been super successful. Uh, but it, it got off to a nice start. And. You know, Bill Belichick is is if Cam can survive 16 games of playing football that way, Bill Belichick's going to win a lot of games. He's going to win the AFC East, and he's going to get the last laugh on. You know, he he sent Tom Brady down to Florida for retirement while he gets one year of milking Cam Newton, and they'll draft a quarterback or figure out their quarterback long term later. I'm reading your column right now uh, from Monday uh, and uh, making sure I got tabs on all your big takeaways. And first, before we go into the next hour here, I would like for you to apologize to everyone because you had the worst clock management of anyone that I know out there. (laughs) You managed to somehow decide to go for errands Sunday uh, morning in Nashville and you missed the kickoff of all the NFL games in what might be the single most uh, uh, you know, necessary time to see the pregame of any of your life as a journalist. Uh, please explain why you were so hamstrung with an inability to look at your clock and make, uh, make good decisions. I went on a 10-minute errand, and it turned into 90. Yeah. I was just out trying to get a power cord for one of my <laughs> laptops, and I ended up having to go to three different stores before I got to a Best Buy that had a power cord. I get back, and the damn power cord doesn't work. <laughs> and so, yeah, I missed kickoff and all that. But, you know, I got caught up. I missed all the kneeling or whatever it is people did. Uh, so when we come back, I want to dive into uh, – dive into. well, by the way, before we get to that, you also texted me, oh, man, I blew it. I didn't get my bets in. <laughs> So first of all, for people who don't know, you yeah. won your over in the Kansas City game by a half point. So that was a yeah. good good gambling start on the opening Thursday night football game of the year. The Chiefs covered as well, all that. But didn't you text me yeah, that you're late? Bet. Yeah, my yeah, big bet was going to be on the Eagles. And they were up 17 nothing, and you're like, oh man, I blew it. I didn't get my bets in in time because I was running around looking for things. And then how lucky did you get that you didn't get your big bet in on the Eagles? It, it, it Well... I had two picks 
that I was gassed up for on Sunday. The Eagles, I just Dwayne Haskins first year and and Ron Rivera's had health issues. The the Redskins are going to or the Washington football team is going to be a mess. Eagles are going to jump out early and just crush them and, you know, look great in the first half and then fell apart. Fell apart. And then my second bet was uh and get, people that follow my Twitter feed sophisticatedly know who I bet on by what I complain about. Yes. And I did a lot of complaining about Tom Brady because, <laughs> because that was my other bet. I thought the Buccaneers were going to shock New Orleans uh, and Tom Brady was going to play well with, you know, I figured, oh, he worked so hard during the offseason. And so those were my two big bets, and I was I was dead wrong. And I did get that uh, uh, Buccaneers bet in. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, that was an afternoon game, so you didn't have any uh, excuse there. All right, when we come back, we're going to dive into a bunch more stories. Uh, I'm going to lead with how nervous should the Cowboys be after their performance against the Rams. To me, they looked like the same old Cowboys. We'll also talk about how good Russell Wilson looked off the field, some of the dumb things that he said off it. We'll discuss uh, Lamar Jackson, how good he looked, but the decision to stand for the national anthem, sorry, stand for the black national anthem, kneel for the United States anthem. What sort of discrepancy is that creating? Much more all to dive into as we continue to unpack week one in the NFL. Plus, I'm also going to ask Jason Whitlock uh, about what he thinks about the LA cops that were shot and should athletes have something to say about that given how outspoken they have been about other viral videos that are out there. We will discuss all that and more. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage. Thanks for spending your Tuesday with us. More next with Jason Whitlock on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!